like it or not, we are thoroughly and firmly in the world of NXT. Draped in gold, baby, football boys here breaking it down. All of the NXT news and notes being joined by award-winning Jack Farmer. And Jack, let's get right into it. Becky Lynch is on top. I had a break. I went on vacation. I came back to the whole world. It's turned upside down. Yeah, this shows the drawing power of Becky Lynch, doesn't it? It feels like a lot of people are tuning into NXT. The numbers don't lie. A lot of people are following her on there. And so, yeah, regardless of whether or not you like Tiffany Stratton or Becky Lynch, I think Becky Lynch has got kind of got something to brag about now as someone who can bring eyeballs. I don't like it one bit. Tiffany Stratton goes into the lines then. She fought valiantly, man. I got to say she fought valiantly, but it wasn't to be. And Becky don't, Lynch hard. don't act like a Tiffany Stratton fan now. You were talking, you were spreading the lies. You were spreading the disinformation about her tapping out when she didn't. She did. Don't, don't pretend that you were I'm, always on the Stratton. Express. I'm not. I'm first of all, Express, really? <laughs> uh no, I would be the first one to say I'm currently and will always be a Tiffany Stratton hater for as long as I can see. But she did fight valiantly in the match it could have been an easy victory for becky lynch but it wasn't easy for the man to win well no because tiffany stratton uh is someone who i still recognize as my nxt champion so uh I, you know i i think that i think that tiffany stratton was robbed in a lot of ways here i think that she was set up for failure here I, she shouldn't have had to face a becky lynch on that kind of short notice i think any professional fighter would tell you that that kind of matchup should have been saved for something down the road and she should have had more time to prepare tiffany stratton just such a fighting champion though uh i think took the fight when she shouldn't have draped and goals stream to you live on facebook linkedin youtube twitch and the artist formerly known as twitter and so the first question is actually from michael wexler uh becky lynn starts the show with a little bit of gloating as she should as any champion should be given the time but she breaks into what is seen as I have poetry in my notes, but Mike Wexler says a rap. Jack Farmer, walk me through this. You seem to be a student of the hip hop game, tip top mm -hmm. hip hop aficionado. What do you think yeah. about that one? You know, uh, every line was set in time, every verse was in a rim. And I thought that this is my so there it was a bit of a callback for her. So I give it a little bit of a pass. But you would on its own, little cheesy, but it is a little bit of a callback to uh, some of her older years. So I give it a pass in this case. See, I thought it was quit while you're ahead. The thing about Ryman Perez with with uh, Lopez was great, <laughs> but no, she's kept on going. You got to know when to end a bit. Talking about a guy who had booting of the week on the shows for like three years, but still, that said, it wasn't. There were a lot worse things in wrestling this week. Didn't that like it. It's worth that drop though. The booting of the week drop was worth <laughs> worth the segment alone. We gotta post that original reaction you made. It, that to me made it. it was like, what we have right now. But but let's get into what happened after the promo. We had Kiana Jane showing up. And we had ourselves a bit of a handicap match set up for later on that night. I think that was our main event. Um, Kiana James is someone I really like, big fan of, but it seems to me we'll get into a little bit later. She's kind of just like around aimlessly, just taking the L's left and right. Yeah, she needs to find a way to, one, get some momentum. That's one of the things I always talk about. But I think find a way to stand out a little bit differently. I, I think that 
Tiffany Stratton is such a mega star and gets so much attention for having everything, for having money, for having flash, for having flair, for have for having all these things. Someone like Keanu James, who also has the money and also has the fashion, is kind of stuck in the shadow. She needs to find a way to stand out beyond what Tiffany Stratton's doing. Uh, Mike Wexler says, shout out to Tegan Knox, who should have uh, answered Becky's open challenge. Uh, I actually disagree here because Tegan Knox, last time we saw her, was on SmackDown. She should have just been able to come back and have some SmackDown rub. I think that's the word we're using now on TV, okay, uh, before heading down to NXT. But let's get into our main event then. It was a handicap I match. Think, I think Ma Mike, by the way, sorry to cut you off. Mike is referring to Raw. She did an open challenge, and Natalia was came out and accepted it, but originally it was going to be Tegan Knox, as they say, uh, as the reports say. She is still uh, smacking talent. Bah! <laughs> let's get into our main event. Matter, Becky Lynch is a Raw talent. She's on NXT. Hey, there are rules in the draft we have to abide by. Otherwise, it'll be pandemonium in the streets. I mean, you know, sometimes people are okay when you have different brands with different titles on the different brands all the time and all these multiple titles. Sometimes you got to put your foot down. Yeah. So our main event is actually a handicap match. Uh, that's going to be Keanu James and Tiffany Stratton against Becky Lynch. But before we got to the match itself, Roxanne Perez was like, hey, Becky. You need a partner? Sure. Please pick me. And Becky was like, no, get that ice, rookie. But then Lyra Vakarius shows up, and she's a tag team partner at the end of it all. So i got to ask, why is Becky such a jerk? I agree. I think that you notice these people, and it's it's ironic. The, ironic. These selfish, egotistical people like Becky Lynch, like Roxanne Perez, like Lyra Valkyria, they're ones that are totally about themselves and only focusing on themselves. For some reason, you hear the fans cheer them all the time. But then when you see, you know, Kiana James and Tiffany Stratton, they're like, yeah, we've had our issues, but you know what? We'll work together. We're going to put that beside, uh, put that to the side. We're going to, make amends we're gonna be friends for some reason people don't like friendship people don't like people who can work <laughs> together well and can actually be personable with other people like tiffany stratton and kiana james i thought that was very telling on this uh, at this event flobo i agree yeah so i if you're roxanne perez you're probably in the trainer's room being feel like you're kind of stilted and jilted but let's talk about liar valkyria it seems that a month ago she was in the mix with rhea ripley and now have a very instrumental part in this matchup in fact she got the win here pinning Keanu james but i don't like to use insider terms but does valkyria have the rocket if I'm looking at, if I'm Shawn Michaels and I'm booking this show and I'm trying to figure out who a challenger for that title will be after Tiffany Stratton wins it back at no mercy, which I think we all agree is going to happen. You can't beat you Tiffany Stratton twice. After that happens, I got a feeling Lyra Valkyria will be in the spot to get that challenge. And that's why I say egotistical thinking of herself. She wasn't out there to help Becky Lynch. She wasn't out there to be a good person. She wasn't out there because they're both Irish or any of that. Lyra Valkyria oh. was out there because she was trying to jump to the front of the line of contenders. She was trying to skip over everybody else. Did you see in the match? Becky Lynch had the match won, but Valkyria tags herself in, steals the pin, mm -hmm. steals the win so mm -hmm. that she can use this to politic her way to a title shot. It's disgusting, and I love it. Oh. 
I was actually going to agree with you because getting the win, Becky was distracted, got hit by the chair, and now that match at No Mercy live in Bakersfield, Tiffany Stratton against Becky Lynch, Extreme Rules. We haven't seen Extreme Rules match in almost a year here, Jack well, Farmer. Well, when you're on the bright lights of a big city like Bakersfield, you've got to really, really bring out the big guns. <laughs> I'm never going to be allowed in Bakersfield again. <laughs> oh, no. And it's funny because you're actually watching this all over the world where we stream, and you're like, why is Bakersfield so funny? Have you heard of the city of Bakersfield in California before? <laughs> I rest my case. No <laughs> one's ever been like, I'm moving <laughs> I'm moving from this small town to the bright lights of Bakersfield, baby. Yeah, uh, you don't I, move to Bakersfield. I will say, but that's how big this show is. This is how big this matchup is, is we're going to have a match that's taking two former pay-per-views and merging them into one for this one match. No mercy, extreme rules. I'm sure next it'll be a flair for the gold they'll add on to the name of the match. <laughs> Just for the old school heads like us. Class of champions, if you will. And <laughs> I got to say, you know, a month ago we were talking about Tiffany Stratton not having an opponent, but now it seems that with Becky Lynch in the mix, and of course uh, you have Lyra Valkyrie, and even Roxanne Perez, who feels she has a, ch a chance for this, this could actually be a good reset for all parties involved. I think it does allow the division to freshen up a little bit because it felt like before Becky Lynch was the champion that we sort of, we had a bottleneck of who the contenders could be. It had gotten stale, sort of the same people We're now because Becky Lynch is there. Someone who hasn't had a match with any of these other contenders. Now all of them seem like fresh opportunities. Again, Roxanne Perez, someone who, surprisingly hasn't been the champion that much but feels like she's been the champion a lot and been in that position a lot tiffany stratton same thing kiana james same thing uh even Gigi dolan all the people that got rhymed about really i could see now yeah. being a viable contender uh, let me stop the bus here for a second because i'm with you on roxanne perez i think there's a bit of shine to being one to take down mandy rose and she had to give up the title due to her anxiety didn't get it back it does feel like very much so despite the fact of the whole player davenport side quest she's still an uncrowned champion so i guess that's great that she's able to put herself in the mix at any point in time i don't know it's it's a bit to, in my opinion like the street profits street profits haven't been tag team champions in a very long time but for some reason, they just feel like the tag team champions. So whenever they're the next contenders, I feel like, oh, this again? Even though they haven't had a shot in like a year or so. But yeah. there's just something about them. I think, and I mean that as a compliment. They just seem like they're the top of the division. So it's just assumed whenever they're next in line, you're like, oh, it's them again. Yeah. I'm with you 100%, but we got to move on. Let's talk about that Global Heritage Invitational. Before we get to the matches laid out today, uh, a cool thing to note or interesting thing to note here, uh, going into the, the matchups we saw today in NXT, there were only two competitors who didn't win a match at all. That were sitting on zero points. Uh, Akira Tozawa, which was the, your pick to win it all. So I love seeing you wrong. And Charlie Dempsey. I thought for sure Charlie Dempsey would be in the mix, but he wasn't even involved in the shenanigans that went on here tonight. Well, I mean, this, the narrative and the agenda from NXT and from Shawn Michaels and everyone putting this on was so clear here. You'll what? notice that. Akira Tozawa, I think a heavy favorite to win this, as well as Dempsey, another heavy favorite. You'll notice all of their matches relegated to level up, put in places where not as many people are going to watch it. 
Not as many people are going to see it. And guys like Dempsey and Tazawa, they thrive under the big lights. They thrive in the big positions. And so clearly there was a, a lot of chess game happening here with them being moved to places where they weren't going to thrive so that the hand-picked folks could be successful. And that's what happened. If you can't win on smaller venues, what make you think you can win in bigger venues? Look at the success of L.A. Knight. He's far more popular now that he has a bigger crowd than he was when he was in front of a smaller one. So you're trying to tell me that he didn't win matches in NWA? He didn't win matches on NXT? He didn't win matches on Raw as Max Dupree? His, his win-loss record wasn't great in NXT. But I will say this. I, I just want to double down to make sure I'm very clear. Akira Tozawa is the next L.A. Knight. In what way there, Jackery? Akira. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't even Tozawa. Do <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, whatever. <laughs> Let's ta- that's some, you said some dumb things before, but Akira. T- okay. Uh, Global Heritage Invitational Group A went up first. Uh, we had Butch, who is Butch in name only, looking more and more full Pete Dunn. If that's the result of this tournament, I'm already on board. Taking on Tyler Bay, old school fans of the WWE United Kingdom uh, Championship. Remember, this was the first ever final uh, for the matchup which Tyler Bate won became the inaugural champion, but this time it went the other direction. An instant classic on the post 2.0 level, sorry, 2.0 NXT era to say the least, but I want your question, I want your answer about this question. Pete Dunne debuted a new move, a modified version of the Bitter End called the Better End. Uh, thoughts about that, and that should be his move going forward. That is one of the biggest news stories that no one's talking about is the fact that Butch had to break out new offense to get the win. Butch has been using that bitter end for a long time and has gotten a lot of big wins with it. And the fact that Tyler Bate was so tough, so strong, and knew Butch so well that he had to bring out something like that speaks to just how personal and just how important this match was for Butch. And so I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I'd like to see him do it more. I don't know. That move takes a lot of strength, though, and you got to be a pretty big boy to do a move like that to uh, some of the bigger fellas. So I'd like a to big see big, strong boy. A, I mean, you got to have some pretty big thighs if you want to pull that off. Unit thighs. But <laughs> no, I liked it. Um, obviously, I think uh, being able to do it over certain people might be a little bit trickier for him, but. Uh, if he can do it, he should do it because he got a big win here with it. So I, if you guys know anything about me, I always pop for certain moves. Uh, I, I love me a lariat. I adore Northern Lights suplexes. But the one move setup I can't stand is a pump handle. I don't understand why putting your hand through someone's legs makes it more devastating. That said, I will say it does slam harder with the better end. But that's going to be the move going forward. And if the bitter end gets retired be a little upset just me personally i don't think it's going anywhere i think i think he'll still stick with the bitter end yeah but will it could become like the uh kofi kingston sos that he'll throw out every six years and won't get anyone away in the matchup or something else no i think it'll still be his main well there you go uh butch is getting himself into the finals of group a it really wasn't a contest on that side of the bracket uh before we get into the whole group b shenanigans and flim flam and malarkey what do you think butch's chances are of winning the entire thing the entire thing mm-hmm. 
I wish I could remember the Steiner math promo right now because that would be <laughs> the uh, there's. I mean, you got 141 I, and two thirds chance of winning. Look, I, I, I give him 25% chance of winning. Mm. And that is because he's got a 50 50 shot at winning the next match. And then he's got a 50 50 shot at winning the finals. Uh, so, well, yes, I should say he's got a 50 50 chance of winning the finals. Then he's got a 50 50 chance of actually winning the Heritage Cup. So 25%. Uh, Mike Watson says, don't call him Butch, it's Peter Dune. If if Pete Dunn becomes Pete Dunn again, I'll be happy. But Peter Dune will never stop making me laugh. And Mon says, the Europa League Characters Cup. You know what? Start threatening me with soccer um, puns and promos again. I'll talk, bring back my British accent. So, uh, Look, By the way, his name is Butch. Move on. Yeah, no. Mean, you guys, like it's, it's like people who still call him Walter. It's like it's his name... Or people who still call him Elias. Like, it's right. time, it's time to move on. His name is Butch. Wait, what's Elias now? Ezekiel. <laughs> no, Ezekiel is an injured. Remember we saw the photo of him in the hospital? It's Elias <laughs> is back. What are you talking about? Uh, no, look, I, I understand. I'm with you 100. No, I'm with you 99% of name changes. Get with the program. But I don't understand... Butch is not a, something that you would use to describe anybody back then. What 30-year-old person was called Butch? Lance is actually stretching it, but at a last name makes sense. But Butch, that is not a real name. That is an adjective. I don't know. Word it's a, play. It's a, it's a throwback. It's like a it's like a an anchor tattoo. It's a throwback to the way things were when men were men, Flobo. On the group B side, we originally had Duke Hudson, which was another one of Jack's picks going into this one against Joe Coffey with Duke Hudson getting the roll up. Now, uh, I know we're going to get into what happened after that, but Chase Hughes doesn't seem to be having the best of times. Uh, what's going on? Thea Hale's gone on, on extracurricular activities. Duke Hudson had a cradle win this first time around. What's going on, Andre Trace, at all? I was very shocked that Duke Hudson was able to put away Joe Coffey. Duke Hudson was actually not one of my picks to win this one. Uh, so it, I was actually surprised Duke Hudson was able to pull this one out. I'm very happy for him. This has to be one of his biggest wins. Joe Coffey, the Iron King, one of the toughest guys to get a win over, as we'll see later on in the show. But uh, I was very proud of Duke Hudson getting the win here. I thought he did a great job. Uh, and I am also very happy to see that Thea Hale finally getting the, the, the most important word in all the pro wrestling Flobo, a makeover. Yeah, we'll get to that quite a second, but I'm with you with that. I thought Chase would have thrown the towel in this matchup, but Duke got the win, but Duke was exhausted. The win caused a three-way tie in group B. So the tiebreaker of source was decided tonight. Not sure of the reasoning behind it, but a fresh Nathan Frazier against a worn Joe Coffey and Duke Hudson were in a three-way matchup. But at the end of it all, the Iron King reigns supreme, taking out Duke Hudson, getting his win back, and has now punched his ticket to face Butch for the Heritage Cup finals. Did this sicken you as much as it sickened me? That a little bit. Nathan Frazier, fresh as a daisy, again gets to try to spoil things. He always likes to spoil everyone else's stuff. And so after breaking up friendships, after breaking up relationships, now he's like, how can I completely ruin this entire bracket? I know decision. I'll face everybody who's already had a match while I'm fresh as a daisy. It wasn't his decision. It that way, fortunately. It wasn't no his decision. A hero. <laughs> A hero Just skipping over that part. comes in and makes sure that things go right. I will say, though, 
this is something that I, I, I got to say, Duke Hudson at this event with his ability to get the win early, even though he was beat up and stretched beyond his limits, going out there, having another match and really showing out. Duke Hudson impressed me this week. Duke Hudson did some really good things. And I'll be honest, there's a part of me that was rooting for Duke Hudson in this match. Now, that said, Joe Coffey, what my original pick in this whole thing, oh, getting the win oh, and really bouncing back from, from adversity and a loss earlier in the night, I think showed that you just can't keep the Iron King down. And he's got to be the favorite to win this thing. Okay. So Akira Nazawa was the pick to win it. I'm not sure why you changed that. And was second of all, yeah, he, he was. Remember Bright Lights, Conspiracy Theories, all that jazz? Uh, but more, more importantly... Didn't see him on NXT. More <laughs> more importantly, Nathan Frazier, it wasn't his idea. He was, uh, it was told that he was going to be in the matchup. He had to get ready. In fact, you could argue that he wasn't even warm. Didn't get a full stretch in. It was operating at a disadvantage. Fresh as a daisy, be darned. Do you really buy that, Flobo? I, mean, I do don't. You, do you really buy that, him nope. going... Him going Oh, right now, me in a match? Yes. Crazy. I do buy that part. He knew exactly what was going on. I know that he was probably in Shawn Michaels' office, politicking his way to make this happen. I'll give it to him. He's a chess player. Didn't work out this time. Joe Coffey, just too tough, too strong. But again, Nathan Fraser trying to ruin something that everyone else is enjoying. Shout out to Amanda Russ. It's her birthday today. Uh, draped in gold, your one-stop shop for NXT content. But I don't know. Uh, personal question, because, you know, I am a purveyor of the bald man arts. Nathan Frazier has some thinning hair, and he's not even 30 yet. Does he, do the, ricoch does he do the ricochet thing and shave it off, or do you think he lets it go out, or plugs, or? There comes a time in every man's life where decisions have to be made, Flobo. Tough decisions. And you've got to, he's got to figure out you, you gotta you gotta either i would say you gotta fight it or you gotta accept it and he's got to make that decision sooner rather than later wow see we ask the tough questions here on the show this is, yeah. <laughs> uh it's uh well you know one of these days i'm gonna have my show thick thighs and hairlines and it's <laughs> Hey, look, I shaved my head at 24. I get it. Uh, but you, no right. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Is there's it? wrong ways to do it. There, there are totally are, wrong ways. There are, wrong ways. <laughs> there, there are absolutely wrong ways there are, to do it. There that. are absolutely wrong ways to do it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think certain people, you know, there's, you, you just, you got to make that decision and, and you got to figure out how you're going to approach it. Like I said, I think uh, if he was to try to plug it up, that's fine. If he was to shave it, that's fine. Whatever he's going to do. But I think one way or the other, he's got to make that decision because time will make the decision for him if he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this a moment ago, but Thea Hale and JC Jangles to the hottest fashion house in Winter Park, Florida. Ashley Snell collection <laughs> for a makeover. What do you make of this? Why does JC Jane want to make over Thea Hale so badly? What is on her mind? But she's a good friend because she wants her to be cool. Doesn't want her to be a dork. Wow. Like, I mean, look, at some point, Flo, you've been to college. You've been to, you've been, to <laughs> I've been, a, been a dork. You've been a dork. You've been a dork. At some point, look, I'm just going to break it down for you. For anyone who hasn't been to school yet, been to college yet, first year, yeah, you're wearing all the school logos and things. Second year, maybe by third year, 
you're moving on, Flobo. You're not still wearing like the Letterman jackets and the, all the school paraphernalia. You're moving on. You're growing beyond that, Flobo. She can't stay and chase you stuff forever. Come on. Yeah, but leather, bro, in Florida, I don't know. The only thing I can say about the leather is we need more leather. That's what JC Jane says, and I agree. Uh, yeah, but you know the humidity? I was in Tampa, and I'm still sweating it out. Uh, but <laughs> Mike Wexler says, toxic attraction 2.0? Question mark? Not everything has to be a toxic attraction knockoff. These two are just friends. They're taking care of each other. Again, this is JC Jane is showing that she's someone that can put her ego aside and just have a friend and have fun together. It doesn't always have to be about taking over the world. This is just what friendship looks like. I don't believe it one bit. JC Jane can't be trusted. Mark my words. I tell JC Dillon was right about her. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is look at the two. JC Jane, she's out making friends, having a good time. Gigi Dolan's out there picking fights and beating people up. Which one do you think was the problem? JC Jane. <laughs> it's now time for my favorite part of the show. It's time for General Manager to pick him. That's where I pretend Jack Farmer's GM of NXT and ask some questions he can't possibly answer correctly. But this week, Ring Ring, it's Human Resources at NXT. There, Jack Farmer, you're fired. Don't you? Uh, it's up. It's up to. It's up to you to pick an assistant. I need this job. <laughs> I need this fake job you throw at me for two minutes every week. Uh, you just you have two applications to for your assistant general manager. Someone's going to help make the matches and be an authority figure when you're out doing things outside of town. I'm not sure what you do when you're not being a GM. One of them is from. Oh, yeah, I see that, because you're just a good friend. Uh, one of them is from Montel Vontavious Porter, MVP. He says, man, I'm going to be the best assistant GM. But the other application is, here comes the money, Shane O'Mac. Shane McMahon also wants to be your assistant GM at this point in time. Would you pick MVP or Shane McMahon to be your assistant GM of NXT? This is a great question, and because Shane McMahon has general manager experience is the biggest thing. But I'm going to go with MVP. And the reason I go with MVP here is because MVP is someone who has worked with a lot of people. And every time he's able to work with someone, they get better and they flourish. And so that's the kind of person I would want around me. If you look at his time working with, obviously, the Hurt Business, with Omos, anytime he interacts with people, it feels like their stock elevates. And if I'm a GM and I can have someone that has that kind of influence on wrestlers, absolutely, I want them every day of the week. I can argue with that. MVP is slick. Uh, again, wearing how many layers in hot weather maybe not be the best move, but the guy is definitely effective. Uh, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, if I had Shane McMahon working for me, I'd be like, hey, can you do this? He'd say, I don't want to. And I'd say, you're my assistant. And he'd go, I'm going to call my dad, and we'll figure this out. And I'll go, never mind. <laughs> so call Ari Emanuel? All right, so let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about suits, man. Uh, Ilya Dragunov is sweating in his suit, sitting at ringside for this one. Dominic Mysterio gets him. Carmelo Hayes, which to me would have been the match of the night, but it ended in a no contest. Player, what is going on with the situation? Supposed to be a nice, clean matchup for our champion versus champion, but Ilya Dragunov gets involved, Dragon Lee gets involved. It is a kerfuffle and debacle. I would love to hear Dragon Dragunov just have a regular conversation about something. Like, I'd love to ask someone be like, hey, Dragunov, uh, man, that weather today, am I right? 
because I feel like every time you he talks about anything, he's so angry. He's just this like coiled spring ready to pop at anybody. You'd be like, hey man, how's like great weather we're having today? It is great weather, and I will kill whoever disagrees. Like, geez, man. The mad like, dragon, yes. Like, dude, I'm just trying to make small talk while I wait for the bus. <laughs> Why are you waiting for a bus? <laughs> I just think the visual of both of us sitting on a bench. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm the general manager of NXT. What's going on? As, uh, as he's like, life is like a box of chocolates. And he's like, I'll never eat chocolates. <laughs> right. I know what you can get. Yes, man. It's like, whoa. <laughs> chill bro yeah relax <laughs> all good uh but to that point man usually i hate when a match gets thrown out for something like this but i gotta ask you flobo i mean when, me when you saw when you saw both those guys land in dragonov's lap were you also not just rubbing your hands thinking oh he's gonna murder both of them i said <laughs> I was, why would he go inside you you have a match called Dominic Mysterio versus Carmelo Hayes. You know Biden's are going to be flying. You go right into the splash zone. He brought it on himself. I think you know. I think Dragunov might be toxic. I think he just wants to go out there, cause problems. That match would have gone just fine had he not forced himself ringside and putting him in himself in a spot where something was going to happen to him. I yeah. think he, I think he wants to fight. I think he just wants to find things to be angry about. And now that he's got everything he wants, the number one contendership, a match down the line in the bright lights of Bakersfield, <laughs> he's like, well, everything's going my way. I got to find something to get upset about. The bright lights of Bakersfield is like a bug zapper. But let's talk about the other side here, the North American title side. Dominic Mysterio walks away, you think unscathed, but Dragon Lee got involved, attacked him after the match, or just say, hey, look, I'm going to be the next in line. But Ali was watching this backstage, and he's miffed as well. Well, Ali should be miffed. Ali yeah. should be very upset. And as he said, I don't understand why Dragon Lee gets a title shot. I don't get it. He... Ali won the title shot. He won that right. It is his. He gets the next shot. To have Dragon Lee get a shot, I think, is throwing water in the face of everything Ali had to do. Like, why even win number one contenderships if you're just going to give a shot to the loser before the number one contender anyways? So I got to ask a question. Monday Night Raw is going to be Dragon Lee against Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship. Ali is already saying he's booked his ticket to fly out there. What do you think is going to happen on the bright lights on Monday nights? I mean, anything could happen on Monday night. I want your opinion, though. How do you feel about a, a show like Raw that already has so many championships on it, having championships defended that aren't even part of its brand? See, I am torn about this because uh, on one hand, you need NXT to be elevated to make the, I hate using the phrase, but main roster uh, talent roster to go down to NXT to make that make that make sense. Becky Lynch put there two weeks ago, popped one of the best ratings ever on NXT. So you got to show, hey, look, we have other championships. We have other talent. It only works both ways because the ratings are bigger on Raw. That said, what is the point? Right. If you're going to have this promotion, if you're going to say you are locked to this roster and you're not a free agent, why is there a free agency thing? If you are drafted to a brand and you say only certain people can go to certain brands, why are you able to go to certain brands? That to me as a viewer inside the world just raises a bunch of questions. Dragon Lee gets to go, but is there any kind of compensation pick that SmackDown gets? Are we doing that? Or are we just saying that these brands and drafts and rosters are pretty much arbitrary? You can do whatever the heck you want. It just raises more questions. Jack? 
Now, I feel like as a fan of NXT, I want to see these matches on NXT. I want to see them here. I would be very upset if, you know, now that we have this merger, like, I'd be very upset if they said, oh, by the way, Dragon off Carmelo Hayes is happening on the next UFC pay-per-view. I'm like, no, I don't want to order the UFC pay-per-view. I want to watch, I want to watch my PLE. This is my show. Why do I have to watch a different show to see this happen? I'm with you. Uh, last note about this. The one person that was at ringside on that matchup was Trick Williams. He's backstage going through some stuff. He ain't nobody's sidekick. He's his own man. But even though his friend was in distress, opted not to go ringside. Looks like Trick Williams wants to get drafted by both Judgment Day and Schism. What's going on with Trick Willie right now? Well, Trick Williams is the prettiest girl at the ball. Everyone wants him to be a part of their group, and for good reason. He's someone who is about to be a big star. Trick Williams has a very high ceiling, and I think he's going to reach that ceiling at some point. And I think he's going to win a lot of championships, and he's going to be a big deal. He's going to be a big draw. And when you see someone, if you have a group, if you see someone like that, if you see someone that will be the next big thing, and they don't have anyone yet, you try to sign them before they do. You know, it's 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 just like any other team sport. If you're a football team and you see an undrafted free agent that is probably going to be a huge star, you sign them before everybody else starts offering them big contracts. Do you see Troop Williams being a part of Schism and or Judgment Day? Does that seem weird to you? Or that seemed like pretty much part for the course. Besides the talent and all that stuff, do you actually picture Trick Willie going out with one of these two groups? I think that Trick Willie is someone who is so good at being able to work with other people. And we've seen that with Carmelo Hayes, that I think he would find a way to make it work. Now, do I think that Trick Williams in black leather with eyeliner is a weird visual? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think about it so hard? <laughs> Is it? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but I doesn't mean I don't think he can't make it work. I, can, I, I think he can still find a way to make it work because I think that's how talented he is. I think the same thing with Schism. Uh, I think that I could see him wearing the, the sunglasses that Gacy wears and talking about roots and trees and all that other good stuff. So I think he could make it work. Now, Personally, I'd love to see Trick stay alone so he can continue to grow as he is. Because I think he's grown a lot since he's sort of separated from Mellow a little bit. So I hope he stays on his own. But could he make it work? Absolutely. Yeah, Trick really, especially hitting the gym too. I think his chest has gotten like 35% oh. larger, man. I'm kind of feeling uh, inadequate. I would say over the past year, he has definitely been lifting heavy. Yeah, probably uh, doing that chicken breast and lettuce diet as well. Don't know. I don't have no idea. Uh, but we had actually one more match here on, in the women's division. Uh, Cedric Welton's favorite competitor, <laughs> Lola Vice, had a match against uh, Roxanne Perez, the prodigy, with Roxanne getting the win with the Last Supper, Last Snack, uh, <laughs> Midnight Snack right. type uh, leg the lock. Last snack. <laughs> the, the Last Snack. <laughs> Oh man, it's not even Friday. Um, two things here. Roxanne <laughs> Perez, because of this matchup, is the reason why Roxanne Perez wasn't allowed to beat Becky Lynch's partner. And we talked about what that means for her. But also, with the NXT Women's Division lining up in a queue to have themselves be the number two, number three, number four competitor, what victory does this do help out Roxanne Perez's case to make sure she can be the number one contender? I don't think Roxanne Perez is the story here. I think, look, she's a perennial number one contender. I think the story is Lola Vice. Lola Vice. I mean, and even in defeat. Even in defeat. The fact that 
she almost beat Roxanne Perez, but also she beat Roxanne Perez so badly that Roxanne Perez had to go to the medical offices afterwards. She had to get her shoulder checked out. She was hurting. Even Becky Lynch was like, nah, I, I can't work with you. You're done for the night, kid. This is this was, I think, a showing that Lola Vice can be on that level. Roxanne Perez, I always say, yes, she's the prodigy. Yes, she's going to be a champion. Yes, she's got big things coming her way for her career. But I think the story of the night was Lola Vice being able to really push her to her limit in what I think is her, is it her first singles NXT match? Uh, technically it's her second, but that, I mean, that was way before the Electra Alliance, but that was actually my next question because Lola Vice showed and proved so much in a solo competition, really the first one in this modern iteration of Lola Vice is Electra Lopez holding her back? I mean, should she be on her own being able to get her reps more frequently on the silver and gold brand? No, and I'll tell you why. Because, tell me why, Jack. I mean, look at Lola Vice. You just said that the last time she had a singles match was before aligning with Electra Lopez. And how long ago was that? Four she months. aligns with Electra Lopez. Now she's having tag team matches, singles matches with number one contenders. I, I don't know how you argue that this is a bad thing for Lola Vice. So you'll have more running buddies in NXT. You would. I mean, I like friendship, Flobo. Do you? You, on the other hand, like dissension. You like it when people argue and fight. You disagree with everybody. I invited you off for gummy bears and popcorn. You left me on red, friend. Well, I realized I could get gummy bears and popcorn by myself. <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> I invited all my other friends out. <laughs> I saw the pictures. <laughs> uh, Vaughn's still in the hospital. There's that. Nothing really to report there. But moving on to more important things. Uh, backstage or out the alleyway, we had uh, Bronco Nima and Lucian Price and Scripps counting money in the most nondiscreet, loud way. Uh, and they are just basically talking about how they are gangsters to no one in particular because I'm not sure the camera crew is supposed to be watching people play games illegally in alleyways. Anyway, the result is this. We actually have a name for the trio. It's out of the mud. Uh, O-T-M. Thoughts about the alliance, talking about the strengthening bond between Scripps, who's apparently from St. Louis, and Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. The... Wow. Guys, <laughs> there you have it, guys. Thanks for coming out with the goals. Well, this is no, no, no. This is this is my this is my issue. I, do they look tough? Yes. Do they look like they could have a great future? Yes. They they pass all the physical tests. Yes. When they first debuted, when they we first saw their their very first video package, what were they doing? They were playing games. Mm -hmm. And I said. I hope they don't keep playing games. I hope we get to see them in the ring getting dubbed soon. Fast forward all this time, and they're still just out playing games. You can tell me you're all about getting out of the mud and you're all about not going to bed hungry and taking people's lunch money and all this other stuff, but do it. Do it already. Get in the ring. Have some matches. It seems like they're so busy playing, you know, shooting dice or playing dominoes that. They never get in the ring. Get in the ring. Have a match. I'm ready for it. Let's go. They're just a bunch of uncles at the cookout. <laughs> Playing <laughs> cards. <laughs> eating <Yeah>. wings. <laughs> They're like, hey, do you guys want a tag team title match? Like, sorry, man. I got to finish this game of cards. What? Like, wrestle. It's been months. It's fair enough. Like, you're sitting there counting money. I guess you don't have to wrestle. You're already set for life. Uh, another thing in tag team. <laughs> 
I, I guess a, so. That was a very risky game of dice. <laughs> I mean, like, they were counting money for like two and a half minutes. It's like, what is going it, on? It was very one, two, three. <laughs> it's just like, if, I don't know what kind of second cops didn't care. Okay. So <laughs> elsewhere in tag team ranks, kind of, sort of, Baron Corbin is like, yo, Briggs, Jansen, calm down. My massage is, you guys are just being too loud. And I think Josh Briggs had the most believable interactions about ever seeing this guy being like, Baron Corbin, shut up. I'm tough. I want to beat your ass, but not tonight. Thoughts about this. Baron Corbin seems to be not going away. I mean, he is pretty much living in NXT now, and Josh Briggs stepped up. Thoughts about that match? Another life, possibly? I actually like the team. I would love to see these guys be a team, Josh Briggs and Baron Corbin. Stop like doing see, that. I'd like to see it work together. I think that this is... I love Baron Corbin, but he's not a locker room leader. Let's be honest about wow. that. And, and the reason he's not, let me explain before you, everyone gets you, all crabby. You better. Is if he was a locker room leader, he'd have come out there and he said, Josh Briggs, you seem tense. You know what would help that out? A massage. Come on, pal. Let's go loosen you up a little. Josh Briggs is round almost as tight as Dragonoff is. That guy's yelling <laughs> at everybody every time he's on. He had a good reason to be wound up. What happened last week with that matchup? And it was a week boys. ago. He's still yelling about it. Yeah. You know what? I still get mad at things you do to me all the time. It's been months, if not years. <laughs> Just... uh, but I mean, I'm I'm sitting here thinking. I was like, you know, these guys, instead of getting all caught up in whatever their personal things are they need someone like baron corbin to help shepherd them through their career someone who could be like look you guys are big you're mean you're tough forget about dating people and all this other stuff you get caught up in <laughs> get a massage go win some matches go make some money that's what this is about i think that baron corbin could really help this this team now again baron corbin He's not, he's not, he's not a locker room leader. He doesn't, he doesn't care about helping people. He just cares about himself. But if he did for a second, I think he could get some very powerful allies here. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about dating, get a massage. Something my creepy uncle did say a couple times to me, but I will digress. Look, a month ago, you want to dijack the team with Baron Corbin. Now you're saying Josh Briggs, like, is that, is that a good thing or, or, that, or bad thing that Baron Corbin cannot be seen as a lone wolf anymore in your eyes? It's not that he can't be a lone wolf. I think he's going to be as successful as ever on his own. I'm trying to look out for the people of NXT. And if, when you have someone who has been as successful as Baron Corbin has been, try to latch on to them. Try to grow with them. Try to learn from them. This is a chance for Briggs and Jensen. I, this isn't a chance for Baron Corbin. I'm trying to say this is a chance for Briggs and Jensen. Hitch, mm -hmm. hitch your train to this locomotive whatever i don't know what the analogy is but you get what i'm saying join this thing be a part of this thing and grow with baron corbin instead of just yelling at everybody all the time hit your train to this locomotive there you have I'm a, it i'm a master of words <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reason why I mentioned these two tag team-ish is that in the beginning, we had uh, Tony D and Stax. I guess they're still the family, the outfit. I'm not sure what kind of businesses they do, but I'm sure it's legitimate. Looking to see who their next opponent's going to be. The Lotharios or the former Lotharios are pretty much in the mix. So are the former current Diamond Mine. But then Price and Nima and or Hank and Tank Ledger are kind of like, mm, 
let's see what these guys have in common. Two questions for you. Have Lucian Price and Bronco Lima earned their way into that conversation of potential suitors for the tag team championship? And where is Briggs and Jensen in that? Well, let me ask you this. Who has Bronco and Lucian beat? I don't remember anymore. Well, then why would they get a tag team title shot? You tell you gotta, me. You got to beat people. You got to win matches. That's why I was so bad about them playing dice. They could have gotten a tag team win this week, but instead they were shooting dice. This is what I mean. They got to they gotta get some wins. Now, okay. Hank and Tank, they get it. They understand that they need to find a way to raise their stock value in the tag team division. That's why they're so eager to get in there and take any shot they can get. That's why they're so eager to have as many matches as possible is that they want to move up the tag team division. Now, look, Bronco and Lucian maybe made a bunch of money shooting dice. Good for them. But that doesn't help their tag team standings. So I understand why the family was a bit like, I don't know, we got to let them fight it out because I don't know <laughs> which one of them deserves it. Well, if you were them and you didn't want to have them fight about, you had to pick one directly. Who would you give it to if you were Tony D or Stax? I would give it to Hank and Tank because they've had matches. But also, if I'm Stax and Tony D, they seem a little bit beatable. And I want to line myself up with beatable opponents. Wow. That is oddly advantageous. It's weak, a weak-minded thought. Not very much the opposite of Mamba mentality, but I, I totally understand. Yeah, I mean... I, I would want to set up as many of my potential challengers as people I have that opportunity to beat. Now, Lucian and Bronco, they haven't won matches, so some people could say they haven't beaten anyone. Why not them? Well, they may be the best tag team of all time, so I don't want to risk that either. So let's uh, let's get the team I know in the match so that I can beat them. Shout out to Pop Princess, who writes, What, Jack? It's the same thing I say constantly, daily, if not hourly, when working with you. What? <laughs> is going on listen i i understand how this all works i understand where people are going and sometimes that confuses people but um you know i i just i'm telling you this is uh this is the right move real quick before we get into the mvp this week eddie thorpe and Dijak are going to have one more matchup this is it for both men correct this is it for both men you said this is like end of the line like whatever happens after this matchup will probably be settled oh. between Dijak and eddie thorpe you think yeah i have to imagine so mm -hmm. uh I, I have to assume so, and I have to assume that Dijak wants to win this. It's going to be very helpful for Dijak to win this, and if he loses this, it's going to hurt it pretty bad. Eddie Thorpe needs to win this. This is do or die for Eddie Thorpe. He has to win this matchup uh, because Dijak was disrespectful to him. I mean, it's one thing with two guys. They get into it. They get angry. They, uh. they fight a little bit, but Dijak went to – Went, went to Eddie Thorpe's place and started whipping bark off of a tree. I mean, this is, he took personal shots. Eddie Thorpe can't lose this match. Um, I was going to move on to MVP of NXT right now, but that just raises a question. If you had to describe who Dijak was to someone, what would you say he is? Like, what is his, his persona? I think he strikes me as a, um, a one man version of bebop and rock steady. Wow, that is a cartoon, quite quite literally. Um, well, some of them were. Some of them were uh, animatronics and uh, <laughs> puppets, depending on which version you look for. We don't count those versions because their names changed. They were like they were called like Razor and 
I forget that. Guys, what was Reebok and Rhapsody called in the movies? Um, but anyway. <laughs> this is the this is important, everyone. Th this is important. And Tyler Perry was Buster Stock. Okay, anyway. Uh, the MVP of NXT <laughs> there, Jack Farmer. We'll get me started. Why Tyler Perry I think he's an actor. Uh, what do you think stood out for you the most this week in NXT? Uh, clearly, it was Trick Williams. I mean, we can talk about the things that everyone else did, whether they jockeyed for position or what have you, but... You had people throwing themselves at Trick Williams to try to get him to be a part of their yeah. groups. You think about how powerful the Judgment Day has been. You think about how they've been on all the brands. They've been, they have most of the championships. They're the most dominant faction right now in WWE. And they're practically begging Trick Williams to join their group. You also have Schism, one of the most mentally and smart teams i can't think of the word what a time to mentally like, smart yes i got you <laughs> what a time to what a time <laughs> to go blank uh one of the most uh brain good teams uh, <laughs> one of the most intelligent teams uh in wwe they're also trying to to draft him so i think that just shows how valuable trick is and now he knows it and when you know that that's when you can really start using bargaining power and really elevate your value and i think that that makes him the mvp this week you know, the, the sad part about Trick and, and Carmelo not hanging out as well is that we don't go to the barbershop anymore, but that's not the here nor there. Uh, the hair is long. Uh, yeah, his, his bucket hat kind of like just like extended. It was kind of, I was like, it was, I was like fascinated about it. So, okay, that's can, we, can we say, by the way, that might make him the MVP already. <laughs> the way he pulled off that bucket hat. Yes. The most ridiculous bucket hat, too. And it, <laughs> And it absolutely worked. I was like, damn, that, that's MVP worthy right there. I literally said, I cannot pull this off. And, and I have like no clearance. I'm looking at your work with me perfectly. Uh, MVP for me was Lyra Valkyria. Here's someone that saw Roxanne Perez asking nicely for an opportunity, but stepped up and took it and uh, got the win, got the dub. Can't deny she's now in the space in the conversation for the NXT Women's Championship. But that bucket has totally changed my vote. Which is all in in fact, you know what? Trick Williams isn't even the MVP. The bucket hat. The, <laughs> the inanimate object. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the bucket hat back in style? Trick says so. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue a trick. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that at all. Uh, I, I love this, man. Draped in gold is definitely the highlight of my week. Uh, you make it so much fun. But if someone, for some reason, wants to interact with you after the show, how'd it go about doing that, Jack? Yeah. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. And I on Sunday, I'm going to be on commentary for Prestige Wrestling's The Respect Issue. Uh, Sunday, it's at the Globe Theater in LA. If you can make it, that's cool. If not, check it out on IWTV. We've got some really cool uh, wrestlers going to be there. Uh, Tyler Breeze is going to be there. we got Jonathan Gresham, Lee Moriarty. Lots of great matches are going to go down, so check it out. Prestige Wrestling was like, how can we make this more prestigious? I know, call Real Jack Farmer. But yes, drapedandgold.com is the website. And of course, you can follow me on that Twitter, X at, is it, I don't know, Afflobo Boys or on Blue Sky, Social. Yeah, we'll be back next week to break down more NXT content as we hit the road to the bright lights of Bakersfield. We're trying to work on getting to be uh, on the show live. Hopefully that'll be the case. We'll keep you updated uh, when it's all set and done. But until that time, until next time, Jack Farmer, please have the words. Do your best and be yourself.